Hello, good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk for you. Are you aware that there are hostiles out there? There are forces bent on your destruction. Are you prepared to face them? Can you imagine a soldier on the battlefield saying, I would prefer not to think of those guys. I would rather just imagine that everybody is my friend. That would be insane in time of war. And we followers of Jesus are at war, whether we choose to be or not. Jesus Christ himself said, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. In case anybody listening didn't know he said that, you can look it up in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. There's a lot of war in the Old Testament. The people then took it as a matter of course, and most people believed that the gods controlled who won wars and who lost them. Perhaps the most famous warrior in the Old Testament was David, the son of Jesse of the tribe of Judah. As you know, he was an ancestor of Jesus Christ, whom we know as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. David was not a reluctant warrior. When he was quite young, he sought an opportunity to fight the Lord's battles. David comes on the scene during the reign of Saul, the very first king of Israel. Saul started out well, but he didn't continue to be faithful. The prophet Samuel said to him, You have not kept the command of the Lord your God with which he commanded you. For then the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Shortly after this, we read, The word of the Lord came to Samuel, I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. But although God made this decree about replacing Saul with a man after his own heart, that was David, it didn't go into effect immediately. That's usually the way these things are. So in 1 Samuel 17, we find Israel at war with the nation that had been a thorn in their side for a long time, the Philistines. Everybody knows the name of their champion, who figures into the early career of David. The Bible tells us that Goliath was about nine feet tall. That would be pretty scary to the average Israelite. On top of that, Goliath was armed with the most fearsome weapons of the day, armor, helmet, sword, shield, and spear. All these weapons were certainly giant-sized. Goliath challenged the army of Saul to send a man to fight him. He said, if your man beats me, then we will be your servants. But if I win the fight, you will be our servants. Well, the Israelites were scared to death. Nobody wanted to go out against this fearsome adversary. But then the young shepherd boy showed up, bringing some lunch to his big brothers who were in Saul's army. 
While he's delivering lunch, Goliath again comes out with his challenge, and David hears it. But David is not afraid, as are all the professional soldiers of Israel. This shepherd boy with no armor, no spear, no sword, tells the hardened warrior Saul, don't worry about this Philistine, I'll fight him. Well, Saul couldn't believe what he was hearing. Here is a little kid who has never been to war saying he can kill the giant. But David tells Saul about his encounters with lions and bears while watching the sheep. He tells Saul that God delivered him from the paw of the lion and the bear and that God will do the same for him against this Philistine giant who, in David's words, had defied the armies of the living God. Reluctantly, Saul lets him go. David advances with boldness against Goliath, and of course, Goliath mocks him. David says, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. You know the rest of the story. David strikes Goliath with a slingshot and then cuts off his head with Goliath's own sword. Hooray, hooray! So what is the moral of the story? It's important for us to understand since, as I said in the beginning, we believers are at war. We have been since Jesus called the first disciples. The moral of the story is that David knew who he was, who Goliath was, and most importantly, who God was. David knew he was part of something bigger than himself. He was of the nation of Israel, the people whom God had called, whom God had placed his name on, whom God had delivered from bondage in Egypt with a mighty hand. Do you feel alone in your battles? You are not. You too are part of God's army, God's people of whom Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail. Stop seeing yourself as the lone ranger and begin to see yourself as a soldier in God's victorious army. The battle has already been won at Calvary. Then David knew who Goliath was. Goliath was the enemy of God who was challenging the people of God. David said to himself, this guy isn't my personal enemy. He has come against God Almighty. Your enemies, according to the Bible, are not people, but are principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. They have already been defeated, so there's nothing to worry about. And most importantly, David knew his God. David had cultivated an intimate relationship with God out there in the fields as he watched his sheep. God was not a concept to him, not just a figure from the ancient writings. God was his constant friend and companion, and he knew that God would rush upon Goliath with him. In other words, David couldn't lose. 
David didn't focus on those mighty human weapons of the giant, the long spear and the razor-sharp sword. He focused on the mighty power of the God of Israel. As you face your daily battles, my friend, where is your focus? Are you fixated on the terrors of the enemy? Are you afraid of his power, his earthly weapons? Turn your focus to God, to the mighty conqueror. David himself wrote these words, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. Just as the Lord was his light, He is yours. He is your light and your salvation. The wicked walk in darkness, but not God's people. God himself is our bright, shining light. Look away from your enemy and look to Jesus, the one who defeated death, hell, and the grave. Sing that old gospel song, Victory in Jesus, because there's no victory in the flesh of man, no victory in human wisdom or earthly schemes. John said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. David had great faith in God and so won a great victory. By faith today, we can enter into the already won victory of Jesus Christ, our King of kings and Lord of lords. Heavenly Father, I thank you that Christ has defeated the powers of Satan and hell and death on the cross and that we now share his victory by faith in his precious blood. I pray for my listeners today that you'll encourage their hearts as they face the battles of life, as they face the enemies of their soul, and help them to know that the victory is won in Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. My dear friend, Pray for us as we are seeking to engage in the Lord's battles in Schenectady, as we are seeking to establish an outpost for the gospel there. Our fellowship is called Bread of Life Anglican Church. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. That's the American Legion Hall. As always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.